0: You being in the house of the Lord on this uh, Sunday night. And uh, I thank the Lord that you're in church. Amen. You know, I was traveling and I uh I gotta do a little introduction so I get the nervousness out of the way. Is that all right? I was traveling, I seen a church, and I'm like, you live streaming this? (laughs) No. The name of the church was Revival House. Well, I went and pulled it up online. They only have one service a week. The name and the services don't match. Hello? You're not getting what I'm saying. Amen. Praise the Lord. Revival House, when you have revival, I believe in having church. Praise the Lord. And uh, appreciate you having church tonight and looking forward to what the Lord is going to do. Amen. And we appreciate those that helped us out at Caney Head this week. And uh, we appreciate Pastor letting you come, Amen. Brother Keith came out there and helped us out, and uh, I didn't, I did not say you have to be here Wednesday night. Praise the Lord. I know how it is. I pastored, so, uh, but we appreciate these that came out and helped us, and the Lord blessed us, Amen. And we thank the Lord. It was nice to be able to sleep in my own bed and travel to church each night, Amen. Praise the Lord, and and so we appreciate that. I also, want to say thank you. Uh, we hadn't had. I've been able to say thank you for those that uh, Benjamin's in the hospital a couple of weeks ago when several came out uh, to see him at the hospital in Houston and uh, brought gifts and appreciate the church, the Pastor, and Sister Smith coming out there, uh, Sister Carolyn, amen, coming out there and bringing that wonderful food basket or snack basket, amen. And uh, I mean, Sister Kelly brought some uh, fajitas. I mean, I tell you, we, we, we were just blessed. Amen, I'm telling you, praise the Lord. And so we appreciate everybody uh, that took part in that. And I know everybody couldn't come, but we do appreciate uh, you and in, in your prayers. Amen. You continue to pray for Benjamin, I will tell you, he is in church. Amen. He's got a little girl that he's chasing. It's, it's, it's added some extra strength. Amen. I mean, last night we, got, we FaceTimed him. We pray with him every night. Even when he's at home, or we even Facetiming and pray for him, and I can see he's half tired of it. There's that girl sitting right next to him. Amen. You know how, how many of y'all remember those days? <laughs> Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. I, I get a little aggravated. My wife says you were just like that. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So anyway, uh, you, you just pray for him and uh, pray the Lord will just uh, strengthen and God's will be done in his life. Amen. And and uh, we thank the Lord. I don't understand the journey that we have to take, but if we'll just follow him. We're trying to trust him through all this. And I know God has uh, carried us through this. Without him, we could never make it. Amen. And I, I appreciate the Lord. I appreciate victory Temple. Amen. Praise the Lord. Don't you love him? If you have your Bibles tonight, I want you to turn to the book of Jonah. The very first chapter, I was... When pastor asked me about preaching tonight, you know, I just, a lot of things run through your mind, and last night I was kind of praying and meditating a little bit, and I thought I was going to preach on a such and such message, and matter of fact, I was praying this afternoon, I was laying, you know, I don't have an office, so I got a little floor over there in my house, I lay on the floor and pray, and and a, a pastor texts me, and matter of fact, I think you spent some time with this pastor yesterday, he texts me, and he showed me a a message that I had preached and uh, actually I thought that was the message last night. I was thinking about it and but this afternoon I believe the Lord directed me. Amen. And how, how many knows we want to obey the Lord and I, I we, we're just going to trust him and uh, believe him to help us tonight. Let's pray right now. Lord, we love you. We thank you God for this church. God, we thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to stand behind the sacred desk. And proclaim your word. God, I ask you to minister. Anoint your servant tonight. God, I pray you speak to our hearts. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen, amen. I told Pastor he could finish that message he preached this morning because he rushed through it this, this afternoon. The last part of it anyway. Amen. Jonah chapter 1 and verse number 1 tonight. i got a quite a few verses, so if you can't stand, that's fine. We understand. But it says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah. The son of Amittai saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof, and he went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was likened to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares that they were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down to the sides of the ship, and he lay and he was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said to him, "What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If it so be that God will think upon us, that we perish not." And they said, "Every one to his fellow, come and let us cast lots that we may know for who this cause this evil is upon us." So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon the preacher. Right? Then said they unto him, "Tell us." We pray thee for whose cause this evil is upon us. What is thy occupation? Whence camest thou? What is thy country? And of thy, what people art thou? He said unto them, I am a Hebrew. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then said they unto him, What shall we do unto thee, that the sea may be calm unto us? And the sea wrought and was tempestuous. And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea, so shall the sea be calm unto you. For I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring it to the land, and they could not, for the sea wrought and was tempestuous against them. Wherefore they cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not upon us innocent blood. For thou, O Lord, hast done it as it pleased thee. So they took Jonah, cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men feared the Lord, exceedingly offered a sacrifice in the Lord, and made vows. Now the Lord prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. You could be seed. I know there's a lot of verses there. I want to preach. Just for a few moments tonight, his will or your will, amen. I want to tell you, God has a will for every one of you tonight. You believe that? He has a will for every one of you tonight. Can you imagine if everybody in this building would tap into the will of God, what this church would become? Amen. The will of God. Think about this. And I, you know, we. I'm just going to be an open book tonight. Let the Lord help us. And I, I, I told you, I just praying this afternoon. I just felt this strongly in this message. And I, I said, Lord, this don't even fit a, a, a Sunday night before Memorial Day, where everybody's preparing for a big day, maybe tomorrow. Amen. But how many know you got to obey the Lord anyhow? Amen. But the thought is his will or your will. Think about it. Now when you you, you find that this the book of Jonah, and then some of you may not have never even read in the book of Jonah. It's not one of those books of the Bible where you get in and begin to read and I know we've learned it from children's church and it is a tremendous book but as i had been one that studied just a little bit in this book here it's a, it's a very interesting book and as I, I begin to get into that book and, and begin to study a little bit about it there and many scholars believe that this book should not even be in the canning of the scripture. Amen read if you study you'll find that many scholars believe that this particular book in the Old Testament Amen. Should not be in the canning of the Scripture. Why is that, Brother Torbert? It's because that its only prophecy concerned Nineveh. Amen. Which was a Gentile nation. And and the Old Testament when the prophets would prophesy and they would come out on the scene that it was always a prophetic word for Israel. But this particular book, we find that this, this book here was not written to Israel amen and as I begin to look into that begin to understand what the Lord was trying to say there he matter of fact he does not mention Israel which all the other prophets had prophesied to Israel amen you look at that you can we can talk about all the prophets in the Old Testament that God had raised them up to speak a word to Israel but this particular prophet was not raised up or maybe he did he is speaking at a time to Israel, but God is using him to speak to a Gentile nation, oh, by the name of Nineveh. Amen. And I've asked the, how many knows? Uh, I believe that the Holy Ghost knows what He's doing. Amen. You say why do the scholars believe that? Why do they believe that uh, that Jonah, the book of Jonah, should not be in the canning of the Scriptures? Amen. And as I begin to look into this and begin to understand something here. I believe that this book was literally written to Israel. Amen. Why? It's because God had begun to deal with Israel on a regular basis, but Israel would not listen to God. Amen. Israel would not listen to him. And so I believe at this particular point that Israel was in a state of apostasy. And so God said, if you're not going to turn to me, I'm going to find somebody. I'm going to find me a nation. I'm going to find me a people that's going to turn to me. Hallelujah. i am telling you folks if you don't want God, God will find somebody else. If they don't want God he'll find somebody else. He will find a person. He will find a people. He will have a remnant that's going to serve him. It might as well be us church. I said it might as well I don't know about you but I want to serve him I want to feel his power I want to feel his presence I want the power of God to, to flow through my life hallelujah oh you look into this this book was written to Israel I believe trying to get their attention amen but all of a sudden God speaks to a prophet by the name of Jonah 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 Go to Nineveh. Go to Nineveh. Amen. As the first verses of this chapter unfolds, we find that Jonah, what does he do? He begins to rebel against the call of God. Amen. He rebels against it. He rejects the word of God that God has dealt with him to go down to Nineveh and to tell them, to warn them. That judgment is about to come. If you don't repent, amen. He, God has called him to do that. But for some reason, Jonah finds within himself, he says, oh, the Bible says that he rose up. Instead of going to Nineveh, he fled to where? He fled to Tarshish, amen. He went down to Joppa, and he said, oh, he said, I've got to get away as far as I can from Nineveh, amen. Have you ever seen people like that oh he said I've got to get away oh can you imagine and when he gets down there I believe he goes to a, a, a dock there where there's a ship and the Bible says that ship was on its way to Tarsus. turn me up just a little bit on these monitors now look at this for a moment he, it so happens that he finds a ship going to Tarsus. He decides he's going to go to Tarshish, and when he gets there, the ship is waiting on him. Hang on. I said, when he gets there, Brother Chad, the ship's waiting on him. The Bible says that he's fleeing the presence of God. But I read this in 2 Chronicles 9, 21. It says, for the king's ships went to Tarshish with the servants of Hiram every three years. Did you hear that? It's not like the Port of Beaumont that ships come in and out. We drove by there the other day, and I worked there for the first seven years of my life, or when I was 18 anyway. Amen. Not when I was born. (laughs) Got to straighten that one out. Hallelujah. Amen. But, I mean, we always had ships coming in and out of that port there. Amen. I went by there the other day. The first time I'd been there for many years. Been through that area. And there were ships there too. There's two uh, navy ships there, I believe. Now already ships going in there. But this particular time here, uh, there, there wasn't a plenty. There wasn't plenty of ships uh, during this time that 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 scripture is brought out here. Amen. In order, you think about this. The Bible says that those ships to Tarsus would only come around every. Three years. It so happened to be there when Jonah shows up. Did you get that? He, the Bible says he rose up to flee from the presence of God. Amen. Let me just tell you something. My voice is about tore out because of revival this week, but how many believes in divine arrangement? Amen. You know, Brother Jacob, they, they, try to, you, they try to get you to pastor away before you took to church. Hello? He's on the evangelistic field preaching or he ends up working in Viter Christian Academy down there. And somehow somebody calls you and gets you here at Victory Temple. You know what that is? Divine arrangement. That's the way God works. I remember I snuck off, went to a youth rally one night Southside Assembly of God, and I met that little girl of mine right there many, many years ago. I wasn't even interested in them girls. Don't worry, I wasn't funny. Hello, hello, hey man, I, I, I want to make that plain and straight right now. Hallelujah. Amen. I was just—I was on fire for God. Amen. I, I mean, I've always liked girls before I got married. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. But I'm there. You know, I'm living in Port Hawthorne. She's living in Vider and I'm sitting on the front row there, on fire, and I'm ready for youth rally. And here comes this little—this little girl by the name of Brenda Torbert. Amen. She's hanging on the arm of Robert Rich. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, sir. Amen, brother Hempel. You know my brother. I mean, Sister Faye, that's her brother there. Hey, Amen. We became pretty good friends. Hallelujah. Oh, but you know, I wasn't interested at that time. But God moved me to vider. her. Hallelujah. Divine arrangement. God worked it out. Amen. I-, I could preach on divine arrangement all night, all night tonight. We can preach about old baby Moses being put in that ark. Amen. Mama put him in those bulrushes there. And oh, you know what? God was lining everything up. I said God was lining everything up. We could talk about Paul on his way to Damascus. all going to kill the Christians, the saints of God. But all of a sudden, God struck him down. Divine arrangement. Hallelujah. How many have ever had a divine arrangement take place in their life? Oh, what a miracle. What a blessing that is. Amen. When God, when you know God is working. I may have shared this story before. But I remember resigning the church. their advisor, wonder where I'm going to go on the Saturday night. I'm supposed to resign. Amen. On that Sunday morning, I get a call from Jamaica, from Bishop Gutsmer. That's divine arrangement. I don't know him. He don't know me. But God's got a way of working, church. I said he's got a way of working. Amen. Can Don't you like those times? Hallelujah. When God arranges everything and it all works out. Let me give me jump on the other side of this. There's demonic arrangement as well. Amen. Jonah, I'm going to Tarshish. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but it's going to work out. I'm going to flee the presence of God. And when he happened to get there, there it is, church. There's the boat waiting on him. The ship is waiting on him. I'm telling you, if you want to feed the presence of God, the devil will make it convenient. I said if you want to flee the presence of God if you want to get away from his presence if you're running from the will of God amen you want to get as far as you can I'm telling you the devil will have a boat waiting on you brother Chad to get on it hallelujah oh I know God has divine arrangement but the devil a lot of times he'll arrange some easy ways out Oh, hallelujah I know what I'm talking about this is what really hit me this afternoon I've seen the spirit of God begin to move in the sanctuary and Sister Mary. But I've seen some folks, they want to get away from the presence of God. Oh, hallelujah. Well, it's time to change a baby's diaper. It's time to go to the water fountain. It's time to do God trying to deal with our hearts. He's trying to move in our lives. And the devil finds a way. Or you say, well, I don't want to be in the presence of God. I'm telling you, you need to be in the presence of God. You need the preaching on the Holy Ghost. You need the power of God. God trying to move around here. Amen. Don't run from his presence. I've seen it. I've seen I've seen those run from the presence of God when he's moving in the service. I better go change the baby's diaper now. I had one particular mama in the church. She done every time God got to moving. They're divorced today, honey. I said, they're divorced today. Amen. I got to get away from the presence of God. Find some. Listen, Jonah, the devil will find a way. He'll have a boat waiting on your church. Oh, hallelujah. You let these young people go to camp and they get fired up and full of the Holy Ghost. And when they come back from camp, they still got the fire burning. But I can promise you, the devil will have a boat waiting on them. Amen. Don't get on it, hallelujah. I said, don't get on that boat. Don't flee the presence of God. Say, Lord, I want your presence. I desire your power. I desire your anointing oh jonah don't get on that boat jonah don't get on that boat oh help me lord I had the jacket on that's getting hot amen he's running from god's presence he's running from the word of the lord he man, it's amazing how the devil will make things convenient listen to me church so what does he do he pays the fare and gets on the boat he gets on the ship, and Jonah's running from the will of God. He's running from the will of God. How many's ever done that? You ever run from the will of God? Some tonight may be doing that not on Memorial Weekend, Brother T. You shouldn't be preaching like that. I know I shouldn't. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, but listen. I want to tell you the most important thing in your life is the will of God. Hallelujah. Oh, that's the most important. Joan, I want you to go to Nineveh and preach this gospel. Oh, the Bible says he pays the fare. He hops on the ship. He goes down the side of that ship and he goes to sleep. Amen. Running from the will of God oh hallelujah Jonah's in in the same shape as a lot of folk in the church they know what to do but yet they won't yield to the will of God hallelujah God is dealing with I'm telling you a pastor mentioned this morning those that have fallen by the wayside I can tell you God dealt with them if they in any part of a church or in a place where the presence of God can deal with them before you fall God will deal with you I promise you that church I said he'll deal with you amen he'll deal with your heart he'll work in your soul and don't yield to it hallelujah let God yield to him as he deals with your heart you don't have to pay the fare you don't have to fall amen God's got a will for you one man said the highest form of existence upon this earth is right in the middle of God's will amen I said, Brother Clinton used to say a lot of times, I don't know if George Whitfield had a sign. He said, "You're immortal if you're a Christian. No, you're immortal if you're in the will of God. That's when you become immortal." Amen. That I mean what does that mean? That means you ain't going nowhere if God ain't finished with you. Hallelujah oh if you're in the will of God I know it's easier said than done I'm telling you I've had things happen to us in Jamaica this last trip I went I'm telling you it's a little frustrating before we got there uh, but oh God I knew I was in the will of God and let me tell you if God's speaking to you about his will don't think the devil's not going to show up uh, and try to hinder the will of God uh, for your life Uh, hallelujah he'll try to throw something in your way Uh, brother Chad press on through Uh, work on through it Uh, Amen. God's got a will for you. Hallelujah. Every one of us tonight, church, not just me, but God has a will for your life. Hallelujah. Some live their Christian life never desiring the will of God. That's a mistake. You must have the will of God. You must walk in his will. It is his will that you're saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. But he's got a will for you to work, to do something for him got a will. He's got a will for you. Hey, Amen. We've always told Benjamin, you got to have the will of God, son. If it's God's will for you to work at McDonald's, you better go work at McDonald's. That's what his mama said. I said, no, sir, it ain't God's will him to go to McDonald's. Hallelujah. But I ain't going to fight God's will if that's what he wants. Can you imagine Benjamin up there flipping burgers? Hey, man, that ain't going to work. No, sir. But listen, Jonah, go to Nineveh. 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 Nowhere else, Jonah. I'm not calling you to Tarshish. I'm calling you to Nineveh. Hey, Amen. I- I've had opportunities to go to other countries and preach. And, and you know, I-, I just, Brother Pastor, I just don't feel right right at this point. Hey, man, to put in my finances and effort and my energy, all in that, it's all in the will of God. I remember I may have told this story when I left Vida, the church over there at Faith. I going to get involved in missions. I thought, well, God, wants me to go through the assemblies of God. So me and my wife and businessmen drove all the way up to Springfield. You heard this story? Oh, yeah. I drove all the way up to Springfield to talk to the Caribbean director. He said, we can't appoint you to Jamaica. He said, we can appoint you somewhere else. I said, I can't go nowhere else. God didn't call me nowhere else. Hey Amen. I left that. I spent three hours with that director, and I left that place discouraged a little bit. Hey Amen. I had a long you know, meditation about eight hour drive home from Springfield, Missouri. Oh, I'm just meditating upon the Lord. I got, I mean, God spoke to me. He didn't speak. I mean, He didn't speak to my family, which He did. They followed me. But and God dealt with my wife. But I know He spoke to me about Jamaica. Amen. I know it's the will of God. What are you gonna do now, preacher? What are you gonna do? I'm just gonna follow Him. That's what you, the will of God, Nineveh. Hallelujah. Oh, I've got to get away from His presence. That's the worst thing you can do, beloved. Hear me. Amen. Let's flee the presence of God. Oh, wouldn't it have been amazing this morning when Brother Jacob gave the altar call? If everybody come down to this altar, hell, but not everybody came down. Oh, what are you doing looking, preacher? I wasn't looking at first, but then I was. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. If everybody came down here and began to seek for the presence of God to fill their lives. Amen. Don't be afraid of it. You don't have to be afraid of God's presence. You don't have to be a afraid of God's will, hallelujah just obey in church I said just obey him I can't tell you, it is Pentecost Sunday it's God's will that you be filled with the Holy Ghost hallelujah hallelujah oh you don't have to run from him Jonah's running from the will of God we have to be careful listen don't do that oh when I think about old Jonah, I mean just, I've just been reading through the book there Amen. And you know the story. He's down to sleep on that boat. The Bible says the ship, and God sends a storm. God affects the surroundings around you when you're not in His will. A lot of times, He affects the surroundings. Why am I going? Not all the time you go through something because you're because you're not doing God's will. But times you do reject God's will, God affects things around you. I know. Maybe I'm the only one that I'm preaching to this tonight. Amen. I'm the only one that's battle with God's will. I may have mentioned it, but I remember pr- praying at faith one morning. I said, God, show me your whole will for my life. Show it to me. I'm tired of trying to chase your will. God said, if I showed it to you, you wouldn't be able to handle it. Now I know why he didn't show me. Amen. I know why he didn't show me his whole will. Amen. He wants you to take a step by step. Just just follow me Jonah. Just follow me. The hardest thing to do is to follow God. How do I know the will of God? Amen. I, I don't know the will of God for your life. I know if you're not saved, you need to be saved, you're not filled, you need to be filled. Amen. But after that, I don't know. God's got a will for every one of us. If you're a mama, it's, it's definitely God's will that you raise those children right. Somebody say, Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. That's imperative, right? I was reading about, oh, I'm jumped off on another mouth reading about, oh, Herodias sending her wife down there to dance before her husband, her, her, her husband she shouldn't be married to. And, oh, Salome was her name. She went and danced before them. She went back to her mama and said, Hey, oh, what do you want me to give? The king said, I can have anything. Give me the head of John the Baptist. Amen. That mama had a great influence upon her daughter. That'll go back and ask the king for the head of a prophet. Oh, God, help us. It is God's will that you raise those children right. Amen. But all of God's are dealing with your church. If God's are working on your heart, say, God, I need your will. I need your will. He'll affect the surroundings around you. The heathen begin to cry out. While Jonah, who serves the true and living God, is asleep. The heathen are calling out on their God. Hello. The preacher is asleep down at the bottom of the boat. Amen. Now, I'm telling you, woman, I got to reading this and just thinking about it. I can't imagine being on a boat and just rocking and the wind blowing and howling. We're not talking about a metal ship. We're talking about probably a ship made out of wood. The planks are cranking, are cracking. The winds are howling. I don't know what he's sleeping on, but I can't imagine being at the bottom of that boat asleep. Oh, backslidden preacher in the bottom of that boat. Amen. Oh, listen. It's a sad part when the heathen got to wake up the preacher. Amen. Get up, son. Get up, boy. We want to know why this storm is raging. What what have you done? He said, well, they asked him his occupation. Who are you? What what are you involved in? You know, and so many questions. He said, well, he said, I'm, I'm a servant of the true God. I serve the God that created the dry land, created the sea. Amen. And the reason this storm is taking place is because of me. Can you imagine that? And the Bible says they begin to cry out to him, his God. They begin to cry out. Hey man, the shipmaster wakes him. He's crying out. He said, The only way this storm is going to stop, you got to throw me overboard. Think about it. The only way that this storm is going to stop, you got to take me. I'm telling you right then, I'd have had a heart attack. I told you I was deep sea fishing. No, we were shrimping with one of the brothers in the church. We was out in the Gulf of Mexico, and they, them shrimp nets had these big old four by four or big old pl- pl- plywoods on the back of them on each end. They drag on the bottom. And those nets catch those shrimp. When they pull those nets up, you got to flip those boards around. I'm on the back of that boat, and the swells are doing this, and I'm on the back of it. I'm trying to flip that board. Instead of me flipping that board, that board flips into the Gulf of Mexico. You ever seen a preacher walk on water? (laughs) Brother, Brother Sterling, all he heard was a splash. He looked back, I was already on the boat. He said, you got wet. I said, yeah. All I could think about was that shark coming behind me. Amen. Amen. I can't imagine Jonah being on a boat and and telling him to cast him overboard. You hear me, church? Oh, hallelujah. I mean, that preacher, I'm telling you, cast me overboard. This storm will cease. Oh, what is it? It's the will of God, church. He's running from the will of God. Amen. I mean, had enough nerve to say, throw me over. They tried to row that boat back. Oh, they tried to get it back to shore, but they couldn't fight against God. Amen. His plan, his purpose. Guess what? They threw him overboard. You knew that. And the storm stopped. God prepared a great fish. It's either his will or your whale. Listen, God don't work that way, does he? His will, or God's going to prepare a whale for you or a fish for you. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be up out in the sea somewhere, you're going to be swallowed by a whale. I mean, you might be, I don't know. Amen, but can you? You know some I, some scholars said that's an allegory. I believe it really happened. Well, there ain't no way. Uh, you know, uh, hey man, A whale's throat ain't that big. It can't swallow a man. I read that too. Uh, you know? I thought if God if God wanted to got a perch to swallow Jonah, he could have done that too. That's right. Hello, you know what a perch is. Amen. It don't matter. Whatever. The Bible says he prepared a great fish. In the gospel, it says it was a whale. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, God's got a will for your life. Oh, but if we don't yield to it, there's a whale that'll swallow us up. Amen. A miserable life. Oh, you live a miserable life. If you don't walk in God's will, he wants wants you to live in his will, church. You know the story. You see, Jonah. What can happen when one rejects God's will? Jonah answers the question himself in Jonah two and eight. He said, "They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. When you are not in the will of God, you waste a lot of money. Hello, the Bible says he paid the fare. When you're not in the will of God, you waste a lot of time. You waste a lot of energy." You ruin the testimony when you're not in God's will. This is what Jonah did. Amen. That's why it's imperative that you walk in his will. What is his? Listen, if you're seeking God for a job, you need the will of God for that job. I remember, remember, matter of fact, I preached for the preacher this week, Brother Rich. We were best friends. We've been best friends for a long time. We just about lived together. I remember back in the late 80s, he pulled up my house in a brand new Regal, Buick Regal. Y'all heard this story? It was navy blue and cream color. Had the vinyl top on the top of it. He pulled up, he said, how you like my car? I said, I love it. I'm going to get me one. I mean, we went cruising in that thing, had that velour seat, you know. It was two-door, them Regals. I don't know if y'all remember those little cars there. We got in that thing. The next day, I went looking for me one the same color. I found me one. I went in there and tried to get all the, you know how they, you know how they, they bribe you a little bit. I signed all the papers that come back and said, Mr. Torbert, you ain't got enough credit to get one. I said, what? You're kidding me. Oh, I went back home crying, sad. I called Mama up. I said, Mama, will you come sign for me to get a car? Yeah, she went down there. Hey, man, she signed, and I still couldn't get it. I told Brother Ty Rich, I said, listen, I tried to get one. He said, I'll tell you what, I'll go down there and sign for you. I said, you will? He did. He went down there and signed for me to get a car. Guess what? I didn't get it then either. You know what I was fixing to do? I was fixing to get swallowed by a whale. You didn't hear what I just said. I said, I was fishing get swallowed just because I saw that. Amen. I said, His will or your will? Listen, I've been in that well a few times. Amen. I don't like it. Hallelujah. I'd rather walk in God's will. Oh, I'm glad He didn't swallow me that day. I'm glad He didn't prepare that big fish and say, oh, I'm going to let you have what you want. Amen. And then I'm in the belly of that well crying out, Oh, God, I can't pay the bills on this thing. Will you help me, Lord? I'm telling you, church, He's got a will for you your life. It don't matter what part of your life is. He desires his will for your life. He knows what's best for your life. Amen. We got to follow his will, church. You see, you realize it. He affects, not only when you miss his will, it affects those around you. Not just you. It affects those around you when you're not in the will of God. Listen to me I'm coming to piano the TV gonna help me you got to have the will of God for your life these young people that are here you need the will of God for your life especially in the days are coming if you're going to pick a spouse it better be God's will amen because if you don't you don't want that will to swallow you up. You don't want that, amen. You see, it affects those around us when we don't heed to the will of God. You see, it, affect, it affected those that are on that ship. They're in that storm, but it also is affecting that hundred and twenty thousand at Nineveh that's not going to hear the gospel. Can you imagine? Jonah was in the belly of that whale. Amen. And the Bible says he didn't start praying until the third day. He didn't pray the first day. He prayed the third day. And God heard him. And that whale got sick to his stomach. Amen. He vomited Jonah out on the shore. Some said it was close to Nineveh. I don't know. I mean, can you imagine when Jonah rejected the will of God? Instead of man going fishing, God went fishing. Instead of man eating fish, fish eats man. God has a way of working. He has a way of getting your attention. Amen. You see, coming to a church like this, it's not just showing up for church. Well, I've done my duty today. No, not at a church like this. Because what you preach, the pastor preaches, we preach, you got to be in God's will. That's the most important thing. Amen. And if you're not, you're going to affect those around you. God, I don't want your, I don't want a whale. I don't be swallowed by a whale. I want to do Your perfect will. Amen. That's the most important thing in your life right now. You said, "Brother T, wasn't a message like that." I don't know. We're just obeying the Lord tonight. He said, "Jonah." He went down there and preached the gospel. Was shared with him. He cried out against him. Amen. And revival broke out in Nineveh. Revival broke out, church. If you, if you read through the scripture, Jonah had the greatest results in any preacher in the, in the Bible. A hundred and twenty thousand people repented. A hundred and twenty thousand people depended on one man preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. I told you we I was in Jamaica about a month ago and we went down there to preach a tent crusade. And I had another pastor meeting me in Florida. Brother Alan Hinton, pastor of Moville Assembly of God in Loosedale, Mississippi. He was going with me to preach in the meeting there. and He ain't never been to Jamaica. Just me and him's going and he caught the plane in New Orleans. He's going to meet me in Florida. We were going to fly out of Florida and go to Jamaica. I caught my plane in Houston. When I got on the plane, at about 5.30 that morning, we got on the plane, I sat down about 15 minutes, they come over the loudspeaker and said, you got to get off the plane. They said, we're going to have to change plane, something's wrong with this plane. I said, that figures. Amen. I got to meet this preacher, he ain't never been in Jamaica, we're going to rent a car when we get there, and, and you know, and we're going to drive to where we got to drive two hours into the island there, and and you know, I had to and Brother Allen, he's already in the air, and I got to catch him when he's in Florida before he gets on the next plane and tell him, hey, you, you need to wait around and blah, blah, you know, all this kind of stuff. And we, we tried to figure it out. Finally, he said, I'll just go to Jamaica, and you meet me over there. I said, okay. Well, I didn't meet him till the next day because I missed my plane in Florida. I had to stay overnight at a motel. Man, they put me in a five-star hotel. I had to take a picture and send it to the preacher. Look at me. <laughs> Amen. I mean, they gave me a meal ticket. I thought I was a big shot down there eating with them big shots. Amen. Hey, they gave it to me. I'm going to take advantage of it. Amen. I just, I just, it was their fault. It wasn't my fault. But anyway, I was a little frustrated because I knew it was the will of God for us to preach this crusade. Amen. And that night. I left at 1 o'clock in the morning. Benjamin passed out about 4 o'clock in the morning. My wife never called and told me. She knew how to turn around and come back home instead of went to Jamaica. She told me the following week a Thursday, the week later, well, I found out through Benjamin. Amen. For some other information, we were talking, texting. But listen, after it was all over with, I knew it was the will of God that we were in Jamaica. We gave altar calls that night. Over 40 people came to the front for salvation. Over 40 people came to that altar. The record is 13 of them got saved. I just got a text this morning that one of the new converts is setting a date for their baptismal service. They baptize at the river. It's all in the will of God, church. The devil will find a way to hinder the will of God in your life. He'll try to hinder it. When you feel like you're doing something for God and the plan gets frustrated, just keep on pressing through. Keep on pressing through. God's going to carry you through it. He's got a plan. He's got a wheel for your life. You young ones here tonight, you say, does he have a plan, a wheel for my life? Yes, he does. Can you imagine if every one of us tapped into the perfect will of God tonight for our life? Amen. What would happen to Victory Temple? How many believe he's got a will for your life? I'm just going to be in Jamaica. They don't let them bow their heads. They just, just keep your heads up. But I want you to stand tonight. I want you to be honest. I want you to stand and say, Brother T, I'm struggling about the will of God in my life right now. I need you to pray for me. I want you to stand right now. Come on, there's one. Go ahead, brother, you can stand. Oh, okay. I'm struggling about the will of God in my life. Come on, there's some others that need to be here. You need to stand. Are you really doing the will of God? I wish I can lay my hands on you and say, I know the will of God for your life, Sister Gloria. Amen. Yes. To this point, I can't, but God's got a will for you got a will for you, Brother Eddie. But you got to seek him. You got to seek him. You will know. You will know. You will know. Hallelujah. There's some others here tonight. If you're not saved, I can tell you it's the will of God that you get saved. If you're not filled, it's God's will that he fills you tonight. Hallelujah. You say, you're a preacher. It's been easy to find God's will. No, sir, it had not Why do you think it took so long, Brother Jacob, to take this church? (laughs) He was seeking the will of God. It's important that we know His will, church. How many wants to do His will? Raise your hand tonight. If you want to do His will, I want you to stand. Come on. Hallelujah. His will or your will? I don't want God, I don't want the will. I want His will. I want his will, church. If you stand, I want you to come to this altar tonight. Come on, church. Find a place to pray. You that are struggling with God's will in your life, I want you to find a place to pray right now. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Come on, church. Yes, Lord, you're worthy to be praised. That's it. Come on. hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You may be seeking the Lord for a job situation. You need his will, beloved. You may be seeking the, the Lord for a financial situation. You need his will in it. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling you, he'll guide your life, beloved. He'll guide your life. You'll never go wrong if you follow the will of God. Oh, Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we need you tonight in this altar, Lord. My blessed